0: I never felt peace about changing my career. Like anytime I thought about changing my career path, I just felt anxious. You know, anxiety is not from God. Is this anxiety my anxiety because I am so comfortable with the idea of medicine or is it because it's truly not what God wants for me? And so I I spent a lot of time kind of wrestling with myself, wrestling with God. You know, ultimately I did get to a point where I just kind of laid everything down and I said, God, if you want me to do ministry, like I will do ministry. Like that's where I will go. Again, I just felt very strongly that God was like, no, medicine is for you.
1: Welcome back to Beyond the Surface. My name is Ezra Gill, and later I'll be joined by my friend Ryan Merginer. Here, we have God-centered, meaningful conversations relevant to students and young adults. Ryan and I are excited to share our thoughts on calling, confirmation, and how we discovered God's unique call on our lives. This is a topic we feel is most needed for our generation. If you enjoyed our conversation, we'd love it if you followed us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube. Thanks for joining us, and we pray today's episode encourages you to discover God's unique call on your life.
0: So, uh, we have done a handful of episodes now. We're, we're midway into season three, and season three's been awesome so far. Uh, I know I've really enjoyed getting back into the swing of things, podcasting, and we've really enjoyed kind of the topics that we've covered and touched on. And one of the kind of the themes of this season, since now both you and I are kind of in the next steps of our career journeys. We're really passionate about what we've been called to, and we're really excited about where we are in our careers or in our career journeys. We're super excited just about what God has in store for us in those careers and what we are called to. And so I want to talk about in this episode how we discern what our callings were. How did we know that we were going to go into medicine and Engineering. How did we determine that that was really what God wanted for us? Because this is something that a lot of people in our generation and the younger generations really struggle with, and it's super, super challenging. I have conversations with you know my high school students that I volunteer with all the time. They're just like, I don't know. I, I I want to follow God's lead. I I want to trust God. I just want God to show me, and it can be really difficult to discern that and to to figure that out. And I really wanted to honor the Lord with. What I was going to do for the rest of my life. I know that that's where a lot of these people are coming from. I really struggled with if I really love God, like I have to go into ministry and I have to, you know, be a pastor or I have to, you know, go be a missionary. And that's not necessarily the case. And Ben Stewart, uh, one of my favorite pastors to listen to, talked about how God calls people to all different fields because me being in medicine and you being in engineering, we are going to be a picture of the church to somebody else that would never see jesus we are going to be kind of the hands and feet of jesus there are going to be doors that we're going to go into that pastors will never you know be able to just because there are some people that are closed off to wanting to come into church there are people that you know need somebody to go out and invite them they need to see christ from somebody else in the workplace or you know in a vulnerable state of their lives before they make that choice to come to christ and God gives us all different gifts and and the church can't be made up of all pastors and missionaries and people who are involved in ministry right? right like it can't be we have to use our gifts you know outside to help people live out you know their best lives we both have cool stories you know not being called into ministry mm-hmm. um, and just how we we discerned you know exactly what it was that, that God wanted for us and God had in store for us so I can't wait to kind of you know get into that
1: just based on conversations I have had the topic of calling, is the number one area that our generation currently needs the most help in. It's not in relationships. It's not in mental health or in finances or in social media influence, though I actually do think a lot of this actually does stem back Mm -hmm. to this greater issue of calling. People don't know what on earth they're going to do with their life. They don't know who they are. They don't know how to establish themselves and to pick a path and just keep going on it. I've been there and I've lived that out. And I want to help people get out of this rut of like, oh, I just waiting on God and wanting him to speak to us because God wants to see some movement God wants to see some action so that he can reveal to us his next step for us.
0: It's so much emphasis is placed on what am I called to? What am I meant to do? Where is my purpose? Right. And we don't a lot of times take those steps. We don't remember to look at who we are and whose we are. And those are kind of the most important things for determining you know what we're called to a lot of times too we can kind of put our desires down we can suppress those and say that we're trying to follow God and so you know I want to I want to put myself beside and you know look to him and like that's good but we have to remember that if we're pursuing God and if our hearts are coming from the right place of truly trying to be honoring and glorifying to God those desires are there for a reason and he wants to use those desires so you know we don't have to push those down, like just because, you know, it's something that you want to do. Like like I said, if you're truly following God and you're truly pursuing him, those desires are probably from him.
1: God gives us the desires
0: of our heart. Mm-hmm. That's scriptural. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so why don't you just kick us off with when did you first started considering, um, you know, what you wanted to do for a career? I think
1: the very first time I was seriously considering and praying and weighing out my options was during my freshman year of high school. I was taking a class and I was learning all about investing and about business. And I actually was considering going into business and entrepreneurship. And that's probably because my dad himself is an entrepreneur. Uh, And I remember just watching episodes of Shark Tank and thinking to myself, oh, I could totally do something like that. And, you know, I just thought it was just such a cool vibe to be your own boss as well. And I know it's a lot of work as well, so um, I was weighing out that option as well. I think by my junior and senior year, I had really uh, decided on engineering because I was taking some classes. And I think classes just really helped me reveal what I was good at. And I was really passionate about science and physics. And I figured, well, engineering is more or less applied physics and that the engineering economy is really good. And engineers get paid really well here in our state and guaranteed a job just about anywhere. So I figured this is something that I would be good at and something that I would be able to find a position here. Honestly, there wasn't anything hugely spiritual about it, to be completely honest with you. I don't think it was outside of God's will. It just, there wasn't anything mystical or spiritual. I just chose a path and just kept going on it.
0: My story of like where medicine first entered the picture is kind of similar to that. I don't have a parent that's a doctor. Uh, my mom's a pharmacist, that's about as close as it gets. When I was when I was younger, you know, middle school and then even probably my freshman, maybe even my sophomore year of high school, I thought I was going to be a professional baseball player. You know, that was kind of the dream, that was the goal. But as I started to think about what I really wanted to do with the rest of my life and what a realistic career opportunity would be, I started to think about healthcare and medicine was not the first thing that entered my mind. I actually thought I was going to do pharmacy because of my mom. I thought I was going to be a pharmacist. And so I went and I worked with her for a little while and it quickly became apparent to me that I don't want to be a pharmacist, but I still thought something, you know, in healthcare and because of my athletics background, I thought, you know, maybe physical therapy or athletic training. And so I spent some time shadowing a physical therapist and I spent some time shadowing an athletic trainer and again, those quickly became things that I was like, eh, "I'm not really Interested in those. I don't know exactly like what it was, but I just kind of had this desire deep down like hey maybe I'll be a doctor and so I started to think about that and like I said I don't know exactly where that came from you know I hadn't really had any experience with doctors other than like me going for annual physicals neither of my parents were doctors but that was kind of there so I took an anatomy class in high school and that's when it really clicked and I was like like you I really like science but I liked the biology aspect of science a little bit more biology and chemistry I was doing my dissection lab for for that anatomy class and I was like yeah I definitely want to do medicine. Like this is awesome. This is super, super cool. And so that was kind of where it started. And again, it wasn't anything like super spiritual. It's not like I prayed and you know, I heard in the middle of the night, like, you're gonna be a doctor one day. (laughs) You know, it was it was nothing like that. It just started out as like an innocent desire for I enjoyed science. I enjoyed kind of learning about the human body. I was an athlete, so you know, I, I wanted to help keep people healthy so that they could perform or do their daily hobbies and that's kind of where it all started, I guess. So what are some of the things that initially attracted you to engineering? I know you kind of talked about like the science, but when you looked a little bit deeper into engineering, what what were some of those things
1: that really you were like, yeah, this this is the right fit for me? Again, to be honest, I didn't sense too much of a spiritual calling towards it. I mean, I did feel personally invested into it, but it also just sort of felt like I had just chosen something. And honestly, it just felt right. Like it just felt like something I would be good at. I had an internal sense of peace towards it. I didn't have any dream of like God saying, go study engineering or mm-hmm. someone praying for me and saying, I just see you as an engineer. No, it wasn't anything like that remotely spiritual. I 100% believe it was God's will. God just didn't reveal it to me in a supernatural way. It was, it just felt like the right thing to do. Um, and of course we don't go by our feelings, but we do go by the, the internal peace that God has given us, a peace that surpasses all understanding. I'm actually one of the only engineers in my entire extended family. I have a couple of uncles who have completed engineering, but they're not actually working in it to this day. But again, there was just this internal piece. It just felt like something I would be succeed and be good at. The economy here for engineering just looked really good. I would just be well compensated here or anywhere else that I go. And, I, and again, I wasn't doing it just for the money or just for the guaranteed job thing. But again, there are just little things that I just feel like God confirms just with the circumstances that it's like, okay... I think this is the direction that God's called me to do. I feel like I'd be good at it. I'm I'm succeeding in passing my classes and I'm making connections and networking, meeting lots of people, lots of believers in the realm of engineering and they're coaching and training me in so many different ways. It it just kept going. And I just had more and more of a confirmation. In the beginning, I was very uncertain, but as I proceeded, I was like, okay, I'm gonna keep going, I'm gonna keep doing this.
0: I definitely liked with medicine that there are problems and then oftentimes answers to the problems. And so there's a lot of problem solving going on. That's not always the case. Like, you know, some conditions are are gonna be chronic and they're just things that doctors have to manage. And I get that. And that's part of, you know, being a doctor and helping people to live good, healthy lives is managing some conditions. But oftentimes there are specific problems and there are answers to those problems. And so for me, I do like to solve problems, you know, being into science and math. That's kind of you know, you can probably relate to that. Like there's a problem in front of you, I'm gonna go solve it. So I really was drawn to that aspect of it. And then again, I just really enjoy science and science is all throughout medicine. So that was a good fit there. And then the the patient-doctor interaction. Just the more that I spent time shadowing or volunteering or working in healthcare, I really enjoy, you know, that interaction of doctor and patient or um, medical assistant and patient and just like forming relationships with your patients and getting to know them and, and sometimes being with patients when they're in a vulnerable state and you can be, you know, hopefully a source of, of calming and of comfort and and just be somebody that can be a light to those people in, in a difficult time. I really like that. I also just enjoy things like reading about nutrition, like a lot of the books that i read for fun are like nutrition or health or you know why exercise is important and how we can optimize exercise and you know different things like that just to keep us healthy and so just my interest in in overall health i think draws me to medicine and the active lifestyle that i have it's just all kind of a good fit and that it's, it's hard. That is definitely an aspect of it too. Like I like to work hard. I like to be busy with that. You know, I, I'm trying to be a little bit more conscious of how much work am I putting into different things because I don't want to, you know, overwork. I don't want to be consumed by my work. It does just feel really good for me when I can work hard and accomplish something difficult. So there's definitely that
1: aspect of it. You know, we're talking all about the things that we enjoy and just like doing. And again, we talked about this. God gives us the desires of our heart and God confirms things just with those desires desires and passions that he has inherently placed deep down within us. You're struggling and you're not sure what you wanna do, just start off with something that you just enjoy and love. And I know they say that all the time and it almost sounds like such a cliche thing just to do what you love, but honestly just start pursuing something that you're you're somewhat interested in and you think would be a cool career route. Yeah, something that you're, yeah,
0: exactly, somewhat interested in. And then the other thing too is like, look at what you're good at, you know? I was always better at science. I was always better at math, physics, biology chemistry than i was history english you know those kinds of things and and part of that is because that's where my interest lies but like look at your skills and the things that god has given you and kind of the talents that god has given you Um, and that can oftentimes be a guide for you as well i know i get told a lot by my patients that i do a really good job communicating with them and you know so that that Definitely was one of the things that kind of confirmed that, too, is just that, yes, I can communicate these things that are complex, that they definitely don't understand as much as me, you know, being around these things all the time, all day, every day, and they're not. So I definitely have a good understanding, and the fact that I can communicate these things well to patients is, is definitely a skill that God has given me that I want to use, right? We've both talked a little bit about some of the uncertainties that we face, but why don't we just touch on it again solely from this aspect of, you know, when we face that uncertainty, how did we kind of work through it and how did we or what did we do to look at and see, you know, is this God redirecting me or is this kind of the enemy stirring up some resistance in this path for me?
1: I faced a lot of uncertainty, particularly in the beginning like I said, it wasn't anything spiritual. It wasn't like I felt as though God had spoken to me. I, d- I didn't feel that. So I wasn't for sure I was actually headed in the direction God wanted me to. And that can really shake up your confidence when you're not 100% sure. And sometimes God still calls us to walk that path, even though we're not 100% sure. My story is kind of funny because some people, their story with their calling is defined by God telling them directly what they're doing and they just keep going towards it and God is steering them and directing their steps, for me it was kind of the reverse. I feel as though I chose something for my life and I chose a path. And I kept on turning around and looking at my father, God, and be like, hey, is this okay? And he, I just wasn't hearing no. I just kept going, and I kept taking steps very carefully. After every semester, after every month, I was like, God, are you sure? And just not hearing no and just having that peace. I just kept walking very carefully. And I listened. I listened for a still, small voice for the Lord to say, hey, Maybe we need to go a different direction. Maybe I want you to go in this direction. And I heard that but a few times when I was about to do something that was very different and very off now that I look back on it. But overall, how my life has been characterized as me just walking and never hearing no from God. So I just kept going. That internal sense of peace that I just knew that surpasses all understanding was just a confirmation that I am, in fact, in God's will and doing what I need to do. And I now sense that more than ever to this day my story is a little bit different. I feel like
0: God has told me, yes, medicine is for you. And I feel like he's just confirmed that in so many different, you know, little ways. And obviously I talked about how I had to apply three times and I got rejected from so many schools. I guess if you factor in like all the applications over all the years, the rejection list would be like 47 Wow. Re- rejections, I think to three acceptances. <laughs> um, yeah. I faced a lot of uncertainty and then just like uncertainty myself of just, is this exactly what, God has called me to you know am I missing something am I called to something else I talked about like I I really love God and maybe ministry could be it is that You know, what God's calling me to. And I never felt peace about changing my career. Like, anytime I thought about changing my career path, I just felt anxious. You know, anxiety is not from God. I really wanted to step out and and discern, like, is this anxiety my anxiety because I am so comfortable with the idea of medicine, like leaving that behind is causing the anxiety, or is it because it's truly not what God wants for me? And so I, I spent a lot of time kind of wrestling with myself, wrestling with God, like, You know, where is this anxiety coming from? Is it truly because, you know, I need to stick with this and I need to keep persevering? Or is it because I'm just worried about what's on the other side? And, you know, ultimately I did get to a point where I just kind of laid everything down and I said, God, if you want me to do ministry, like I will do ministry. Like that's where I will go. Again, I just felt very strongly that God was like, no, medicine is for you. I sat down and I prayed and I said, God, I've decided I'm going to persevere. I've decided I'm going to do this, but I just want you to confirm it. And then I remember I listened to one of my peers give a message at our youth group. And she basically just said, God may not be saying no to you. He may just be saying it's not the right time for you. So I was like, yeah, that's kind of the confirmation that I need, that I need to be patient. I need to keep persevering. And then right after that message and right after I kind of decided those things was when I received an email for an interview for medical school. This goes back to that first application cycle. So I ultimately didn't get in, but like getting that interview right after I kind of prayed for confirmation and right after I'd heard that message that, you know, God's timing is perfect. His delay is not his denial. Getting that interview was like the confirmation that, yes, you're on the right track. Keep going. I think just laying things down when I was uncertain and saying, like, God, show me you know, where you want me to go. Like he did ultimately, you know, it just started for me with saying, you know, God, if there is a change on the horizon for me, like I'm willing to do that. And then after I was like willing to lay it down and God said, I've got you, you're on the right track. You know, other ways that he's confirmed this is through some of the patients that I interact with. And they ask me, is this medical assistant? Is this as far as you want to go? Or do you want to keep going? And when I tell them I want to be a doctor, you know, they tell me that they think that I'll be great, that I have great bedside manner with them, that I communicate things well to them. Um, I remember I had one, patient we didn't even have the conversation about me wanting to go on and do things in medical school but she was just super nervous because she was coming in for a procedure and she said that my demeanor and my ability to answer her questions really calmed her down and really helped her feel at peace during this
1: you are really good at that by the way
0: well thank you yeah i appreciate that but yeah so she told me this and then she said i really believe that you're right where you need to be. And I said, I can't tell you like how much that means to me with like some of the things that are just going on internally. You know, so I've had a lot of interactions with things like that, just, you know, I feel like God's given us some skills and some gifts and then seeing people confirm those skills and those gifts has confirmed that I've gone on the right path. The other big thing for me was, like I said, I felt like if I was really gonna do the medical school thing, I needed to retake the MCAT. And there were a couple different pieces to this why this was like really crucial and God confirming that this was the journey for me. Like medical school is gonna be a lot of work. And so... If I can handle working full-time and studying for this big test and then going out and doing well on the test, then that will be a confidence builder for me that I'll go be able to handle the rigor of a medical school curriculum. You know, If this is really what God wants me to do, then he's going to sustain me and give me strength to get through this and he's going to give me favor and grace on the test when I Came out the other side and I scored better than what my goal score was. That was just like, again, confirmation that, like, yes, God sustained me. He gave me favor in this specifically. Like, this is what he wants me to do. All those little pieces added up, again, making sure that my heart's in the right place, that, like, I'm trying to do what God has called me to do and, like, I'm being humble about it. I think that those things really just led me to believe
1: that I was on the right track. I think in my case, sometimes you're not a hundred percent sure until after you go through it and you actually turn around and you look back and you remember. And I'm a very forward thinker. I always think forward and what's ahead of me. So it's good for me to just stop and to pause and to remember. And I just remember my time in school and I just remember all the amazing friendships I built and the connections I made with my professor, the research experience I was able to gather and just all the cool little connections. And My school experience was actually significantly enhanced and I was able to do more than what the normal engineering student was able to do in their four years. All the trips I've been a part of, all of the conferences that I attended where I learned and I made connections and, and even just the people skills that I've developed in communicating with other engineers and to be able to solve problems, to work on a senior design project, to take the lead and to take a design and make it a reality. I have just seen so much favor in that and that I really succeeded and prospered in that time of my life. And it just became so clear that engineering is a route that I'm, I'm going to do really well in. I'm in my job right now and it's challenging, no doubt about it, but I'm growing and I'm learning and I'm really enjoying the field that I'm in. Every day I'm learning something new and every day I'm pushing myself further and becoming better and becoming stronger. And I'm just seeing that confirmation, like you said, just in natural ways. He's confirming it just in little things and just in the interactions that I'm having with people. And he's continuing to do that. You don't really realize it until after you've gone through it. While you're going through it, you're not 100% sure. You might only be 60% sure or even less than that. When you turn around, you look back after going through it, whatever it is. In my case, it was college and school. And you turn around, you're like, okay, no, that was totally in God's will.
0: Let's just wrap up with what advice would you give to somebody who's unsure about the next steps that God has for them? What would you tell somebody
1: who's uncertain about their future? I recall back to a a story. Uh, Just the other night, I was driving home from a small group with our church, and I was driving some friends around because we wanted to carpool out there. It was a bit of a drive, and I was taking... Uh, one of my friends, um, he's uh, from out of the country, so his phone, he doesn't have service when he's not connected to Wi-Fi. And he was explaining this to me that the last time he had come out here, he had come by himself. When he was leaving and going back to his house, it was dark, and he didn't have service on his phone, and he thought he was lost. He was like, man, I got so lost on the way home. It was it was terrible. It was dark. I was scared. I didn't have service. I was like wandering my way through, and somehow I found the freeway and made it home. And he's telling me this story while we're on the way home. He was telling me, he was like, man, I made it to this one, like, city, like, this tiny little town. And I knew I was so lost. I did not feel like I was right. And as he's saying this, we are passing through a small little town. And he's like, wait a minute. This is that town. This is where I was last time. And I was explaining, I was like, hey, you thought you were lost. You thought that you weren't going in the right direction. But you were on the right path. You were right where you needed to go. You were taking all the right turns. It was dark. And you were nervous and you couldn't see anything, but you were right where you needed to be. And I feel like that's often how our lives go, is that God is leading us, and God is carefully directing our steps, and we are going in the right direction. Don't take yourself too seriously. God's way greater than all our failures, all our mistakes, everything. You know, if we seek first his kingdom, all these things will be given to us. If you take a wrong turn, the Holy Spirit has a way of redirecting us. If your story is like mine and you don't hear any direction from God, just keep moving forward above all things. And don't get too caught up with what other people are doing either. Comparison is the thief of joy. And your story will absolutely, 100%, look different from other people. So there's no point in comparing yourself to other people anyway. Craig Groeschel says uh, the quickest way to kill something special
0: is to compare it to something else. And I truly believe that I have been victim of that, of comparing my journey to other people's. And it quickly leads to self-doubt and frustration. And so it's just bad. So, yeah, I agree with that. I want to go back to when I was getting ready to go to college, I had a pastor. He was my mentor when I was in high school and middle school and somebody that's just really close to my heart and somebody that I really respect and really helped me to kind of grow into the man that I am now. I was talking to him about where am I going to go to college? And again, this was like, I want to honor the Lord with where I go to college. And so I I don't want to pick the wrong. I want to go to the right place. I don't want to go to the wrong place. He said, how many colleges have you been accepted to? Like, how many colleges can you go play baseball to? Because that's what I wanted to do. I said four. And he said, okay, if you pick one of those colleges and you go to it, is it going to be wrong? And I said, well, I don't know. That's what I'm worried about. I don't want to go to the wrong place. And he said, I believe that the colleges that would be wrong for you to go to, God has closed those doors. He said, those four places are places where God can use you. He said, I'm sure that if you go to every single one of those places, there's people there who need Jesus, right? A lot of times we need to be less concerned about making the wrong decision or, you know, making the exact right decision. And we need to, we do need to look at things and like, what's going to be best? for us of the doors that God has opened, right? So like I ended up going to Wayne State because I got a scholarship there and because I knew I was gonna be able to actually play some of the other schools um, I was gonna have to walk on to. It it was kind of unsure whether or not I would actually get to play. It was gonna be a little bit more expensive for college.
1: Wait, quick question, what's a walk-on?
0: So a walk-on is um, you're on the team, but you don't have any scholarship money. Okay. So um, I, I chose to go to a place where I was going to get a scholarship to help pay for school. That's smart. Um, And then the other thing was, is I have always kind of wanted to get away from home. And so I chose to go to Wayne State because it was farther away than some of these other colleges where I could have gone to play baseball. So God had closed the doors on the colleges that he didn't want me to go to. And he gave me some options. And I was really concerned with choosing the exact right option out of those. And my pastor said to me, he said, God's going to use you at whatever one of those colleges you go to. You don't need to be so caught up in making the exact right pick. He said, make the best choice for you because God has kind of put those things there and given you, again, those desires and those thoughts and those concerns about finances and and things like that. He's given kind of all of you those things as a direction to go, right? We can kind of look at that in the career sphere as well. You know, God's going to close the doors for where he doesn't want you to go. For the rest of it, you know, if you've got multiple options on the table or if you're kind of wondering, you know Just don't be afraid to step and to go after things, you know, because you've got some of those desires if you know, those desires don't exactly line up with what God's got for you, then he will close the doors. He'll redirect your path. We've got to be just be less concerned about making the wrong decision and more concerned about just taking those steps
1: and trusting that God's going to kind of direct us from there. That's so good. I think there's so much wisdom and not focusing on what can go wrong, but instead focusing on what can go right.
0: I think we need to in order to make the clearest, best choice.
1: Thanks for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube to keep up with all our upcoming episodes. If you enjoyed our conversation, be sure to share this with a friend or on your socials. We'll see you again for the next episode of Beyond the Surface.